where we'll be discussing mental health, psychology, Islam and spirituality. I'm Adala. And I'm Zahra. How are you doing today, Zahra? Alhamdulillah. Um, I'm good. I'm, you know, alhamdulillah. We've tried this a few times now, so I'm yeah. a bit, you know, practice of like... Practice makes perfect. What about you, what about you Adala? How are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah. Um, okay, so today we'll be just talking about Ramadan, its challenges, opportunities and how to make it your best Ramadan yet, inshallah. To begin with, why do you think so Ramadan is so important? Well, I mean, we've been drilled, it's been drilled into us from a young age as Muslims how important Ramadan is, being one of the five pillars and, you know, helping the poor and, you know, as, as the Muslim community, how we need to remember others. But I think, for me, why Ramadan is so important is the fact that it's also a time to challenge myself spiritually. I mean, depriving my body for food really, really, you know, I'm not just I'm not just starving my body, I'm also trying to feed my soul. Um, and it really reminds me how vulnerable I truly am, how reliant I am on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how I need to get closer to him. He's the provider of the nourishment and you know how I can change my whole personality, like yeah. for a few hours of not eating, like I get super hungry and uh, and the way that stretches out not only to a few hours but you continue that throughout the 30 days yes so it's yes. that it's you're in that spiritual phase for such a for such a long period of time yes i think i think being hungry really does affect humans a lot and there's a there's a real benefit why allah has you know the wisdom why he's chosen for us to deprive ourselves of food do you know when you go through hardships and it changes you it's like a yeah. catalyst and you feel like you've been purified through the fire yeah. i think we need to think of ramadan in that way don't you think as a purifier as a purifier because yeah. when 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 you suffer you know when you see like movies and the character suffers and they come out a better person yeah that's the idea of ramadan i think like that's one of the benefits we often overlook yeah. how we can make our character better and sometimes we go through just you know starving ourselves and the whole Ramadan has gone 30 days we've been thinking about what I'm going to eat for iftar what I'm going to eat for yeah. sukur oh my days I've got to fit it in with my schedule I've got work I've got this oh my god how am I going to pray taraweh how am I going to tick all these boxes but we're not thinking about you know my mental my mental element of, of Ramadan like yeah. how can I connect truly with my mind that I'm really feeling it like yeah. am I changing myself as a person am I contributing to society how I want to am I the best sister am I the best daughter am I the best mother am I the best brother yeah. men are listening um, and we also know that dua is a really really big weapon for us yeah. um, and during Ramadan there's so many virtues so many hadith uh, actually about how Fasting, you know, the dua of a fasting person is one of the most accepted, and the dua of a fasting person right before iftar, and that's why we make duas right before we break our fast. That's at the most. That's at the, the. You know, if you think about it, iftar is like one of the most hardest moments because you could have broken it earlier, but you're yeah, right next absolutely. to the food. You're right there. Do you know what I mean? You're right there, and you're saying no. And if we take that self-control that we have for ourselves in Ramadan, we learn to control our body. Yeah, it's your urges and your desires. With your mind, yeah. just how powerful the mind is. If we take that lesson that we've learned 
for something so instinctive to us as humans and we apply yeah. it to other things in our life, how our, how our mind can control ourselves. So it's basically teaching us about self-discipline. Exactly. And you know, like personally, I'll give you one of my life experiences, is that that self-discipline I've learned through fasting, I ask myself, I'm a Muslim, I fast so many hours in a day and, and non-Muslims are shocked. They're like, wow, yeah. how do you do it? Like 14 hour days and like, especially I'm Moroccan, so fasting in Morocco, Marrakesh, I'm from Marrakesh, Marrakesh, if you're Moroccan, you'll know. Um, how hot it is, like 40 yeah. degrees, crazy to fast there. People are like, how do you do that? You don't drink any water, any? Um, and I take that self-discipline and I say to myself, subhanAllah, if I can do that, why can I not do physical exercise? Like, yeah. I need to be able to control my body, like Zahra, you can run, you can run this, you, you, you can do these, you can do these squats, you can do these push-ups, like, yeah. I can't get through that pain, yeah, I can get through the pain of like 12-hour fasts, so this is something we could apply to our lives, like things we don't like doing, or things that we want to achieve for ourselves, and we need to put ourselves through like, you know, hardships, tests from Allah, we can connect to Allah through our du'as and through the, the skills that we learn from fasting. I feel like Ramadan is important because, to summarize, because it's a skill, it teaches us skills that we need to apply for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think fasting also, um, it helps us purify our heart and our tongues. So it's, you're learning to control your, your speech, how to abstain from, you know, maybe if you're bad words and how to, it could be, it could be really anything lying, um, vain talk. Um, so it's actually, that's one benefit. So it's your, it's your spiritual, it's, it's about your tongue, something that you use every single day. Um, I completely agree. I think one of the things people overlook is, you know, fasting for speech. There is such thing as, you know, fasting in your speech. Yeah. And do you really think that if you're fasting for Allah, and you're talking idle talk and you're backbiting about other people and you're making people feel terrible yeah. um, and saying horrible things that your fast is the best that it can be? Surely not. Like, there is an element of, you know, conscious acting. You, I mean, acting consciously. That was such a bad word order. But acting consciously is really important. Um, and people do not do forget that their tongues are one of the biggest things that, you know, will yeah. cause us trouble in life. It causes so many arguments, it causes so much. A lot of mental health issues are people insulting other people like you know a lot of fat shaming a lot of you know all kinds of shaming and as, as muslims and as a people who are fasting and during ramadan we need to stop we need to really really think and use that time like okay i'm not eating what other things have to do my mouth do yeah do you know what i mean i think during ramadan we're also very conscious of the presence of allah so we kind of it's a good way for mm -hmm. us to use that and i think that that also relates back to our initial point of why ramadan is so important it helps us abstain from those negative habits that we might have picked up mm -hmm. um and it really helps us to control them because we're more aware we're more aware of being it's just that presence of Allah always there mm -hmm. looking over us and you know, can feel the vibes yeah exactly you yeah. can totally feel the vibes especially as everyone in the ummah is doing the same thing as you like you know everyone's coming together all nationalities all pe people around the world are all yeah. fasting and you have this like community spirit of trying to get better so yeah. if you want to try and do something you've not done if you're a person who doesn't wear hijab or you're a person who doesn't pray salah this is the time for you to do it and I, I really I really applaud when people are like oh but if you're doing it in this month what's the point the point is that this is a training month for you. Yeah. Um, it's a time for you to develop these new habits that you want to do and be the person you want to be. Um, you know, we always try to implement slowly, slowly. And so Ramadan is the best time for you to do this slowly, slowly. 
one day, second day, 30 days until by the end of it. I mean, personally, I've tried new things in Ramadan. The first 10 days, I really have to remind myself. I have to put reminders like, pray your sunnah, and you have to remind yourself. But if you handle like, I was actually just going to ask mm. um, how you, what sort of goals you have set for yourself mm. during the period of Ramadan because I'd be interested to know um, yeah actually I have quite a few goals I mean every year I do think about my goals before and I think having a set of goals is the first important step that's actually really important because I feel like right now I should be setting out a list of things that I could be preparing for Ramadan and like I could be I, uh, set a goal for myself I haven't actually done that so maybe yeah totally that's what I was going to say that setting a goal is important because then you can measure whether you've achieved it yeah. so if you write it down that will really like sometimes we do it in our mind like, oh yeah I'm going to read more Quran yeah, oh yeah I'm going to oh, yeah, be better to my mom or something like that but writing it down then we can say oh I wrote this on this date and this time and yeah. like, have I actually done it yeah, and ticking them off yes you go yeah it's like a list sometimes yeah. you do need to do that to develop spiritually yeah we often overlook things like that we write down the shopping list but we don't write things we want to achieve this exactly um, so that's the first thing I guess that would be the first step I mean the goals I've set for myself this year um, is to firstly I have a little plan a plan with my little brother so I do try to incorporate my family um, my brother's going to be reading a book with me an Islamic book inshallah he's, he's choosing the book yeah so um, we're going to we have a plan to read this book by the end of Ramadan and he's going to summarise a page a day so I'm going to my plan is to be with my family yeah. um, and to incorporate that in our daily routine. I mean, my personal goals would be to obviously continue with my Quran reading. I always try to complete the Quran. That's my aim. Um, but also this year, I'm going to try um, and do more uh, memorization and to do tadabur of Al-Quran. So that's like to deeply reflect on the meaning. And I want to try and every single day, an ayah that I'm reading, I have to implement it in that day. So by the end of 30 days, I will learn loads of lessons from the ayahs and implement it and deep reflecting on the Quran. Because a lot of the time we read it, and we read it in English, and we know the meaning, we know the story, we know the value, but we're not implementing it. And if you look at the righteous you know, people before us, what did they used to do with the Qur'an? They used to listen to the ayah and wouldn't even move on until they've implemented it into their lives. So that's my personal goal, is to, you know, Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an, to get close to it. Yeah, absolutely. I want to implement it, I want to come out of this Ramadan with a new feeling, a new, like, the Qur'an says this, and am I really doing that? Do you know how? And how yeah. can I think about doing that each day? Um, I think, just to add, yeah. I think um, it's also a really good goal to, have to be moderate in eating and drinking, because I feel like as Muslims, yes. um, we're just so keen to eat everything we have once we open our fast. And I think it's, yes. this habit is so common, and this isn't what Ramadan is about. Yes, 100%. Um, I mean, I learned that last year. Yeah. I mean, I'm from an Arab family, as I mentioned before, so it's like food, yeah. and, and hummus every day, and olives, <laughs> and hobs, 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 bread. That's bread, by the way. If, if you didn't know um, yeah so and we literally have like iftar and then dinner like it's too much yeah. um, and one of the things is that you know how there's like only like how many hours like four hours or something if you're including sleep that's yeah, it there is very it's so tiny and if you go to you know you go to the message you're going to go full you're going to go feeling sick so one of the things I've done from now is I'm weaning myself off tea because I'm a major tea drinker yeah. um, and because there's only like a week to go right another thing is that um yeah, in terms of food, we've made a, my family and I made a pact, like, this year we're not going to eat, we say this every year, and every year we manage to 
fitting samosas somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's really bad. But genuinely though, we really try to say like Ramadan is not about food. So we're, this year we're going to try and plan all the meals we're going to do beforehand. Because one of the things, one of the main That is very impressive. Yeah, we're trying really hard. And do you know why? Because when you're fasting and you go to the shop, do not do that. You will pick everything that you will regret later on. Yeah. You'll be like, I'm starving, I need this, this, this. And you pick yeah. everything. So my tip would be plan your food beforehand because when you're fasting, Which you're is actually cool. I feel like it's very difficult because you're so right. When I mean, I'm, I come from a Pakistani family and we definitely do the, you open your fast, you go and pray and then you come back and then you have dinner. And it's just, you can't, I think sometimes it's, um, I mean, remember from last Ramadan, sometimes you don't have space for dinner, but yes. you still have dinner. Yes. Because you're like, I, I am, you convince yes. yourself you're hungry, but you're, you're, it's just... Um, and you come out from a platter, Yeah. I think yeah. Um, I read something about the Islamic obligation of filling only two thirds of your stomach mm. when you open your fast. So I think it's quite, it's really important to have that self-control and really yeah. monitor your eating and your drinking habits during Ramadan. Yeah, as Muslims, we do know the importance of not eating too much. There's yeah. so many like, uh, you know, how eating slows you down and it, even you'll find like when you're trying to pray you'll be burping out all kinds of stuff um, so yeah I think drinking water is going to be our major challenge so if we fill ourselves up with water um, and we just have to think about Ramadan it's 30 days that's it I'm going to give up food kind of yeah. I mean, you, you're going to eat to sustain and that's one of the things you're going to have to remember is that when you're fasting you're going to realise oh my days oh my days I'm such a oh my days oh my god oh. Yeah. Um, that you're fasting for Allah and that you know food is just a facilitator I mean we're so connected to food we enjoy it and that's yeah. the thing when you're fasting all day what, what you're deprived of you just want to gorge um, and we have to remember that because that can affect your mental health I think as well absolutely uh, what you're eating how you're eating the times of day you're eating um, and we have to like use this time to try and not be reliant on food um, but what other goals do you have for yourself, by the way? Um, I think, as you mentioned before, reading the Quran daily, um, you know, we should be reading it throughout the entire Ramadan, but kind of, that's a, just setting aside a dedicated time, because I feel like a lot of the time we're constantly, we're focused on so many other tasks, and we have so, you know, studying, work, um, exams coming up, and people often forget that we, if we do set aside, even if it's five minutes to read the Quran, it's such a, it's such a blessed, like it's, there's so many blessings involved in that and it's so important for us to do that. I think that is one of, our, one of my um, biggest, um, you know, goals. And also, um, as I mentioned before, to kind of control my eating habits and drinking habits during Ramadan. What about du'as? Any specific du'as that you want to do any times of day for du'as? Because I think du'as we often, we really overlook and especially the spiritual connection and the, the you know, in terms of mental health, how that can really, really affect your mental health because a lot of us feel really alone at different yeah. times during the day and Allah is always there and we yeah. forget that and I will really help you to connect to that. I Me mean, personally, I've had times where I've been so down and I would go in sujood and just cry to Allah and you know how when you're in sujood it's like the closest time you are to Allah? Yeah. And a lot of us don't take advantage of that. Yeah. We have something unique that other people don't have. We have a creator that we feel connected to. And yeah. Being in sujood and crying to him can help you so much, you know. Um, memory, a lot of us, I feel like there is a cultural thing where we need to memorize certain du'as, and that's du'a. For people, for many people, it's supplication. It's like, for many people, it's not really having that talking 
um, you know, spiritual connection that Allah can understand you. He's your creator. He knows you better than anyone. Yeah. A lot of us are like, oh, I know Dua Qulut and I know all of this and I say this and, you know, oh, and I can't pray. Like, I've even heard people saying, I can't pray Shafi'a and Witter. You know, when you pray a Witter and you make the Du'as. And they tell me that they can't make the Du'as and Witter because they don't know them. So they always go to the Masjid and they follow along with what the Imam is saying. And I'm, I, I just ask them, I think maybe because I speak Arabic, so it's a bit different for me. Yeah. But I ask them that, you know, when you pray a Witter, I mean, do you understand what the what the reciter is saying, like he's making different dua'as depending on the situation, depending on the needs of the community. Yeah. And you too can do that. So one of the goals we should have is to learn some new knowledge, I think, yeah. uh, especially in regards to dua'as. Like you too can make those dua'as in your home, you yeah. know, in a language that you understand. Um, and you can learn to make those dua'as. That's a really good one. We can easily Google these things. Yeah. There's so many YouTube videos that say the dua'as you want to say. Like for me, for years it was, oh, because I wear glasses in real life, it would be like, oh Allah, please make my eyesight better. That's my personal, something that I want to yeah. change about myself. Or like, help me to lose weight. We will have that as winning yeah. some, you know, superficial goal. Yeah. And I would literally ask Allah that, but in Arabic, like I would find out how to say it and say that. Um, and that's a really good goal. And you can do that for yourself. A lot of people forget that personal goals and personal things Absolutely. totally could ask a lot like oh no please make me more confident please lower my anxiety please make me able to speak in a crowd please make me do my presentation good for exams yeah. so, you know Jesus I'm just interested yeah what sort of distractions do you think uh, can are we faced with during Ramadan during Ramadan yeah I mean personally like obviously everything I say is personally um, a lot of them are family related I think during Ramadan can be quite tough especially if you've got a lot of family members and responsibilities yeah. and you know it, a lot of do you think it's managing your uh, managing work and your you know your study life as well as Ramadan and kind of family yeah. life and being able to I think give to family and also be able to yeah. be present elsewhere yeah because during Ramadan you do really do get exhausted and you just want yeah, to sleep you feel like you know you'll be going on the tube you'll fall asleep you'll go yeah. on the bus you'll be falling asleep that's one of the, the you know challenges and then you've got you know, people asking for you here, uh, people asking for you here, work is demanding from you, and then yeah. you want to fulfill your spiritual goals, and before you know it, 10 days left of Ramadan, and you haven't achieved anything you wanted yeah. to achieve, um, and you haven't, you know, learned anything new, read anything new. I think that's new. the biggest fear for us. That's systems. one of the yeah. challenges. Yeah. I feel like that's a distraction. Family, worldly things, like, you know, a lot, and another thing I really want to mention about distractions, interesting point, is a lot, a lot of people see it as dinner party month, yeah. And I think that that's one of the major distractions is that this social, this new social, yeah, the social aspect of Ramadan, which, yes. is, yeah. which it, uh, to be honest, it should be hibernation month, Hi hibernation, am I saying it correctly? Hibernation month, yes, yeah. correct. Um, from your technology, from, from social, social yeah, media, social media and, and yeah, social media, iftar parties, yeah. the new thing, like, I understand, yes, we do end up having iftar parties when you visit family. I think everyone just gets really excited, yeah. but there is, but there's not enough time, yeah, you know, Honestly, there's not enough time for yeah. you to look after yourself, to have enough sleep, to do all the things you need to do, get ready for Iftar, and then when you finally get to Iftar, there's 25 people with so much washing up to do, and then you want to pray, <laughs> you realize you're not achieving anything because you're not yeah. praying Taraweh, you're not, you know, you're stressed, you're like, oh, you're not focused on what's actually important. Yes, the like, the, you know, the next life, and yeah. how you feel about your life, how is it going, you know, because that's, the, I think that's one of the things that get people down, to be honest, is that they've gone through Ramadan, they're so busy looking after their families, so busy cooking yeah. and everything. They're trying to impress other people, I think. Yeah, and then by the end of Ramadan, you realise, I'm not satisfied with my life. Yeah. Every Ramadan has gone by like this for 20 years, and I haven't learned anything new. If you think about it, if you learn one new thing every Ramadan, 
by the end of 20 years, you achieve so much. Yeah. But if you're not learning anything new, then subhanAllah, it becomes a real, you know... This sounds a, lo- a little bit contradictory, but I feel like Ramadan is a period for us to be a little bit selfish and focus on Definitely ourselves and our personal goals. Yes. I think it's so important. Yeah, fasting is a thing for Allah, and, um, you know, it's a very independent thing. We're going to be judged on it. Independent, yeah. not in a group way. You know, on the day of judgment, we're standing by ourselves. So what you say is completely correct. Yeah. Um, that's, we do have to take that and, and realize that. Yeah. So I mentioned, I mean, we, we, you know, we put out those distractions, but what about having to deal with them? How can we, I mean, we, all the, all the distractions we've kind of listed, yeah. how are we going to be able to deal with those distractions? If they ever come up? I think pre- preparation is one of the key, yeah. um, the key elements. I mean, you know, if you study behavior change, you will know that there is like a combi model of behavior. So it's like capability, opportunity, and motivation. So the first thing you really, one of the biggest factors, I think, is motivation. Yeah. Um, and motivation will, so first you have to ask yourself, do I really want to combat these distractions? And once you're motivated to, that's the first step. The second step is to give yourself the capability of doing this. For example, is it something you can change or is it something you need to remove yourself from the situation? Or is it something you need to discuss with another person? Can you please have a change for this? You know, change this for me. And then the opportunity to change. So let's put this into context. Um, That would be, for example, you know your family is gonna demand a lot from you. They want three course dinners, they want, you know, they want certain foods that they want to request and they expect you to wash up the kitchen, have it washed after it's bar, clean and cook their suhoor as well. And literally, let's think about that in context, it's like four hours, yeah? yeah? And you want to do your ibadah in between that, okay? Can you achieve this? Let's think about this. So you say to yourself, okay, do I have the, 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 the motivation to change this? Yes, I, I do want to change it. Do I have the opportunity to change this? Yes, Ramadan is coming up, and now is one week before Ramadan. I still have time to make a change because yeah. preparing to what's the saying? Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. fail. So if you really want to change something, you need to prepare for it in advance. Uh, and then you say the capability. So you can ask yourself, I'm in charge of the cooking, am I? Who's in charge of the cooking? Let's have a discussion as a family. So it's yeah. as simple as separate out. Who's going to do what? What the choice? Yes. Should I assign tasks yeah. to other people? Plan and organize your Ramadan. That is yes. the best way. Yes. I think that's one of the key things because some of us, we just go along with it and hope for the best. Yeah. And then the years go by and we don't realize. Um, and, you know, especially with distractions and stuff, I think thinking about them in that terms of splitting up of what, how can I change this? really will help you to manage the task and not realize it's some huge thing looming over you. Like for example, if you have work, yeah? yeah. And you know that's gonna be a major distraction, how am I gonna manage fasting and work? Um, you can, there are things you can do in advance, like planning when you're going to commute, planning your train. Planning when you're gonna pray. Yes. Take some time out. Cause they actually, I mean, at work you can actually do that. Yes, Just I mean, personally, my job, I've already spoken to my manager before on my plan yeah. to try and tell her that, you know, I am going to be fasting. So how can I fit that in? Yeah. And can you please change some of my hours to be you know, in accordance to my schedule? I mean, make it earlier so I can leave earlier. Yeah. Um, so that I have time to, to have a little nap, possibly inshallah. <laughs> I mean, have a little nap and then, you know, uh, pray Asa, wake up to pray Asa. I really hope that she, you know, let's, let's make that that she actually goes along with my plan. I mean, I proposed it, yeah. so I am, I am doing my, uh, pr- uh, was it, Planning. preparation. Yeah, I'm trying. I mean, another thing I want to mention, though, that I, I don't know if I mentioned, I touched on before, is um, learning from Ramadan in the sense that you want to create habits that you then carry on. I mean, one of my biggest tips that I've implemented in my own life and I'm trying to implement in loads of fronts is 
taking a small deed and keeping it ongoing. Something small and ongoing. Like we don't have to, you know, if you, if you find it difficult to read the Quran and you struggle, there's no point in you trying to compete with people who finish it in 30 days. I mean, you, 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 make, you make an intention, I would love to finish it in 30 days. But if you find it difficult, I would say to yourself, set yourself time of the day to read it and your aim should be to read it every single day and carry that on after Ramadan. So for example, one of the things I managed to do, alhamdulillah, is like, it's like um, if you pray, if you, for example, if your person doesn't pray the two, the two rakah before Fajr, you say this Ramadan, I'm going to pray it, okay, and I'm going to continue it for the rest of my life and make that intention. The first ten days, you probably find that you have to remind yourself, pray it, pray it, pray it, pray it. By the end of Ramadan, you'll be so much more used to it, and you can continue it on. And next Ramadan, you can say, now I pray it all the time, yeah. and you can measure that. It's something measurable and something achievable, and you feel like you've done something this Ramadan. So that would be my big tip. For, yeah, yeah. So we hope people will actually try these goals during Ramadan. There is certainly a dire need for Muslims to actually take up these goals because the Muslim Ummah actually demands it. So many Muslims aren't going to be celebrating Ramadan with their loved ones. Rather, they'll be like praying Tarabi with in refugee camps, um, in war zones. So let's keep them in our du'as um, and kind of work together to become better Muslims. Um, you know, and by following the teachings of the Holy Quran and by donating to charity as well and assisting. Um, our Muslim brothers and sisters. So it's a time to think about the poor, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's fortunate. You can contact us by emailing info at inspiritedminds.org.uk if you um, need any help or if you have any questions. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and our website is inspiritedminds.org.uk. Join us again next time for another discussion on mental health, psychology, Islam, and spirituality. Until then, we wish you all the very best and our du'as are with you. And um, we also wish you a really blessed Ramadan. And Ramadan Mubarak. <laughs> yeah. Um, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Assalamu alaikum. Straight cause I need you by my side I wish to be